Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This week brought a big change in field conditions with two big rain events. Most of our customers based here in Illinois received from as little as one and a half inches to over six inches. Here at the office, uh, we're definitely right in that five, five and a half inch range. This has brought a, a, a planting to a stall, I think, well into next week. Talk to guys though in Iowa up there in Cedar Rapids. They've uh, they've missed the rains and said planting conditions are as good as you're gonna get. Matt said they're done with beans, about 50% done with corn up there. Thought they would be done by Tuesday with everything. Talked with Ray over in uh, Northwest Ohio and he said they have about 200 acres of beans in. They're hoping to plug another 500 in this weekend before they start corn. Ray said after last year, it's nice to participate in the planting process. Locally, uh, we have a lot of ponds and bathtub rings to deal with. Customers are calling in wondering, how long will this crop survive under water? The cooler soils will help in this case, as plant respiration is low, meaning the seed survival will be longer. I have seen corn and beans survive underwater in cold soils six, seven days. In warm soils, they can be in trouble within 48 hours. Water that is still standing on the crop when the 80 degree temperatures hit, they're going to be less likely to survive. I was out digging this afternoon in some of the aquaculture fields around the office that were underwater three days, and they're actually looking pretty good as I dug the seed up and looked at it with both corn and beans. Some, of course, are still underwater and they probably won't survive the 80 degree weather forecasted. Some ponds have large rings of washed up corn stalks that have buried the seed and they're going to be in trouble. By the time that uh, it's dry enough to burn, the seed's going to be already dead. So we're going to have to do some work on these ponds before we can replant them. Most everybody though has plenty of ground to plant first before we worry about redoing the ponds. We have plenty of time to go back and patch them in if needed. Most everyone is still in better shape than they were last year. We've got to keep that in mind. And except for the cold soils, planting conditions were pretty sweet before the rain. When we go back now, we're going to have to teach the planter to dance a little. So guys, watch the downforce. Some of this unemerged corn that has been in the ground a long time, in some cases uh, 30 days, has got me concerned. What, what kind of stand are we going to end up with? So scouts stay on top of these fields. Remember it's ear count, it's not plant count. So it gives them some good evaluation and checking those stands. Anything that's more than one collar behind is not going to put on an ear. So again, we have time to fix these fields instead of settling with something that's going to give us a 60-70% ear count. After this surface dries out, we'll be dealing with a crust on some of these fields and they're going to need a little help getting through it. Don't let the crust get too hard before you run the hole. While I would focus on unplanted acres before I worry about redoing a pond, I would make time to run a hoe to keep us from replanting or losing some of that early planting advantage on these beans.
Several growers have been concerned about the six inches of rain and what it's done to the nitrogen program. Well, this depends on how the program was managed and when it went on. Anything spring stripped um, or put on with the planter is pretty safe. I don't expect much loss. Any spring in hydrus is also pretty safe. Most of that hasn't converted to nitrate yet. With fall applied anhydrous, it's a little riskier there. In our fall applied inhibitor plots, we check them on April 16th. The fall nitrification strips were doing better than I expected. It showed us 80% was still in the ammonium form. This week's testing isn't back yet, so we'll see how much they changed. The blocks without the inhibitors were 90% converted to nitrate. This N is subject to loss. Now this anhydrous was applied November 25th. The fact that it's banded will help, but my guess is a portion of it has moved into the second foot and our corn roots will have to catch up to it. The winter applied AMS, that'll need to be watched pretty closely too guys. It could have moved deeper in the soil as well. As I drive the countryside, I don't see a lot of serious erosion, which means this rain came slow, but it also means it's soaked in. And where water goes, nitrates goes. Surface applied 32 and 28%. Last week, remember it's 25% nitrate. This nitrate will travel with the water, meaning it is headed deeper in the soil. I don't think it's lost, but if you're counting on it to handle the carbon penalty, it may be too deep when the small corn with the shallow root system is dealing with the carbon penalty. If you're applying the minimum amount to handle the carbon penalty in your surface broadcast, which we believe, based on our plots, that it's about 60 pounds for corn on soybeans and 100 pounds for corn on corn. If you're putting that minimum amount on this year and you got that five to six inches of rain, you may see your corn slow down or stall when it goes through the carbon penalty, which will start when the soils get and stay above that 65 degree mark. We often say a planter applied in has a 2x efficiency factor when it comes to paying the carbon penalty, meaning that 30 pounds banded with the planter will do as good as or better than 60 pounds broadcast near the surface. Well, this is true if the broadcast end stays in place. In years like this with heavy rain that moves the nitrogen deeper in the soil, out of the small plant's reach, the planter end may be three or four times more efficient. The end needs to be near the surface, that top two or three inches, two or three weeks from now, when the carbon penalty starts. So if you put on the minimum and feel that it's moved deeper in the soil, you can pull like a 0 to 6, 6 to 12 nitrate to check it out. And you can tell then is your broadcast end moved deep. And if it's moved deep in high carbon penalty situations like corn on corn or high carbon cover crops, be ready to side dress early and preferably with like a Y drop application. If you have pre-emerged herbicide application to go on yet and the corn is not up, you could pull a little ant out of your side dress 
and sneak it back into that herbicide application. If you bandage your end with the planter, it is somewhat protected from all these rain events. You know, it was applied in a stream the size of a pencil and near the plant. It can handle even five, six inches of rain. Now these ponds will be subject to denitrification. As well, we'll need to address that at side dressing time. Looking at our weed here at the office, as well as some pictures you guys have sent in and other growers concerned about frost damage, so far what I see looks to be just cosmetic. But if scouts are out there and you see a field that's got you concerned, bring some of the wheat along with the soil in a bucket by the office. When we get time, we'll split those stems and look at them under the microscope and be sure that we aren't uh, missing something. Even with this little setback, we're in much better shape than we were last year. You know, so keep your chin up. Hopefully we'll be back in next week and we can wrap this thing up. Katie's crews have finished the spring testing or cranking on the summer testing. So in this rain delay, if you haven't sent in your summer testing, try to get it done. It makes us a lot more efficient if we can clean up your acres when we're in your neighborhood. Summer testing makes for a lot more timely work in the fall for both you and our crews. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.